Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter, uh, Christmas edition. Um, it's me, your host Matt, and I'm joined by my two elves. And how are you doing? Good, thanks. And yourself? And uh, yeah, I appreciate being called an elf. Yeah, sorry, I mean, <laughs> and then I was gonna now pivot to my red nosed reindeer, Phil. But I feel like that might be a bit more rude than elf. I'll take I'll it. I'll take a, a reindeer. I'm I'm feeling jolly enough, so yeah, okay, thanks. I mean, yeah, you've 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 been quite open about your support for monsters. So I feel like a reindeer could be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Or the oh no no fuck I forgot the stags you stags Southland stags your your beloved Highlanders they must have feed a club aren't they? <laughs> there are stags and reindeers all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, Ben can't join us, and Adam has been updating us all day that his life's going to shit, that apparently <laughs> his, his po- pockets of experience are running out quite quickly by the sounds of it. Uh, yeah. Rookie yeah. errors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so there's an, art, there's an article I want to start with that's not necessarily news, but sort of ties into people claiming to be far more experienced than they actually are and having a shit season and that's so the all blacks there's quite an interesting article. i'm not going to go too heavily into the actual article because the article is quite a nice opinion piece on rugby pass where it's from a kiwi being quite critical of the season but i think my favorite part is uh he's like yeah everyone's back everyone's quarantined everyone's home safe kane's became kane got awarded player of the year ian foster said it was a good season and all that and then he's like yeah but fair but we lost to australia and argentina and if you look how those two played against each other we shouldn't have lost so yeah it's quite an angry kiwi quite a bit of kiwi just sort of decrying this whole season and that they didn't have as good a season as they're trying (laughs) trying their best to portray in the in the media yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. They like their standards are so high that if you look from the outside in, they had a shit season. There's no way you can like uh, polish that up. Yeah. They really like some of those games which they didn't win. They it wasn't just that the other team were amazing. Like they just really weren't that good. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, because Foss is trying his best to like say, please focus on the games we won because that's actually how we want to play. I'm like, well, yeah, every team wants to play like the <laughs> yeah. games they won. Yeah, you fucking <laughs> yeah. Uh, Even the Southland Stags, we like ignore our losses. Ignore ninety nine point five percent of our games. Yeah, anyway, um, but yeah, so that's just a fun little article I saw before I wanted to start. But I think let's there's an interesting bit of news that came out early last week about the European clubs and the European nations sort of pushing to form a club World Cup, which they are hoping to start in twenty twenty. So. Along with the, the apparently the talks around the shifting of the global calendar has to wait until after the 2023 World Cup, but this one they want to push forward and set it up from 2022 to 2030 for an eight-year cycle, which sees I just want to make sure the Champions Cup will see the winners. Yeah, so the North, eight northern winners will be the Premiership, Pro 14, Top 14 and Champions Cup plus the four top-ranked finishers of the Championship Cup pool stage running from 2021 to 2022. 
that will fill up the northern and then yeah there's obviously talk of trying to get see what can happen from the southern hemisphere side so yeah i think as the article as ben pointed out when we found the article that they're sort of implying a return to like super 12 essentially for us yeah it's a, it's a nice idea huh? yeah, i must or just well, no, well, that's the thing. So the cheaters are still going to have to go north. But yeah, I mean, if you go to Super 12. Cause I think, yeah. But if, you know, but if it's, it's like a once every four years thing, it will hopefully be at like a neutral venue or all at one venue. So you yeah. have it like a World Cup. Yeah, which not, is, I think... Not flying all over the world. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that'd be quite interesting. And it's something to look forward to as it develops. So I'm glad Europe's interested in this, though. Because I feel like yeah. they've, they're the ones with the money and the sway that when they put their minds to something it actually happens like keeping six keeping georgia out of the six nations and so forth and yeah. Yeah. Last thing is they control the world rugby council basically it's just like yeah. you know so they've got all the money and the power as you said so yeah you so, need to get them on board before anything else can actually take place yeah so apparently apparently it's going to essentially take place of the current champions cup so as not to create more fixtures as well which i think Currently, with the concussion lawsuit busy brewing, I think is most probably the best best path forward as what well in creating new tournaments is rather replacing older ones than actually trying to squeeze more into a calendar and have the guys play more. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, I, back, I think I don't think there's anything wrong with scarcity. You know? I mean, yeah, I mean, if we t- look at us, <laughs> I think b- between the three of us, we've most probably or watched two whole rugby games this weekend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they manage to sort this out logistically, it will be awesome, but that's yeah. always the biggest problem. So we'll see what yeah. they can do. Yeah. I won't get too happy until I see some more concrete evidence. Yeah. Um, in I, principle, it's very cool. Yeah, I just want to point out the article has my favorite. So they've got like suggestions for teams that could take part from Super Rugby. You know, obvious Super Rugby contenders would include the Crusaders from New Zealand. The Brumbies from Australia, and then this one's for you, Ant. The Sharks from South Africa. <laughs> they have to sell Sharks, though, because they're also the Sharks from South Africa. No, true. Uh, they don't specify <laughs> which Sharks at right now, but I assume they just <laughs> looked at... Who would win, like... the sale Sharks or the Sharks? I think the current Sharks Curry Cup team might struggle, but, yeah. like... Super Rugby sharks, sharks, Yeah, Sharks at the beginning of the season, I would back them. The Super Rugby yeah, Sharks, I... yeah. I think this cat just looked at what the luck looked like at the end of the Super Rugby season when he picked these three. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, sense. the Sharks were top of the Super Rugby log, just yeah. you know, in case people... Did, I felt like you should just say it again. Yeah. <laughs> no fair. I don't I mean, believe it. No, definitely. And let's go from that to more more news out the Northern Hemisphere. I've just got... Um, so... You guys remember last week when we discussed that Eben Etzebeth sent one of his teammates seven meters off the pitch? Mm. Well, this week he almost turned one of his own teammates upside down, like pre-match in warm-up session. <laughs> yeah, you so guys does, see does this. He have, does Eben have anger issues, or what's going on? Well, this is what, and this is the problem now because it's like two in like less less than two weeks, and then. If we think, like, I don't want to be like that person, but if you think back to um, the beginning of, the just before the World Cup, where he was, like, 
linked with that like altercation outside a club and all that and mm. like the more his behavior now is making me like yeah but maybe there's truth in what those guys were saying if he was there because he just does seem to be an angry individual maybe he doesn't like france though maybe just the french make him angry <laughs> maybe some french people are happy yeah no i mean it's, it's, a, it's a yeah i suppose a sad but potentially valid query to raise yeah. um no, it sounds like kind of the opposite of in a weird way of bucky's who on the field was the horriblest worst person off the field as i said it seems like you know i mean Eben on the field pretty clean but yeah. I mean, he's aggressive but he's pretty clean um but off the field maybe he's you know, has a bit of an anger issue. Yeah. So yeah. what we're saying, Ant, is we need a ref to follow Evan around at all times, so he just thinks he's playing rugby, twenty-four-seven. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that would that would solve it. So just have a small Nigel ref. Nigel Owens is free now. Yeah, I was gonna say Nigel Owens can probably. Yeah, you, you can... That's actually reckon... a reality TV show I'd yeah, watch. Yeah, I was to gonna say. Nigel can... Owens following <laughs> Evan around and just commentating on his life and giving him chips. You're like, no, Evan. Evan, not how we behave. Evan, Evan, so I, yeah, I reckon you could get a, a, quite a lot of viewers on that. It sounds pretty interesting. Oh, there we go. We can, we should. I think Netflix should pick up this. Actually, no, Amazon might pick this up now that they are broadcasting rugby. So they're safe a bit. I was going to say Netflix, but let's pitch this to Amazon at this point, along with our trying to turn Adam into a fly half for a season. That would be like the piggyback thing you know you need like a pilot like the mandalorian now that it's been so successful they can justify other series it's the yeah. same type of thing fuck they've got like nine now or something stupid in the pipeworks don't they yeah all of a sudden they're just like this can make money yeah my god <laughs> christ it's it's terrifying um speaking of this can make money the queensland's reds have announced a let's see groundbreaking partnership with one of the japanese top league clubs um, the Panasonic Wild Knights. So, I, but I don't, I'm still don't understand how, well, unless it's like some sort of player share and like knowledge share or something. Because like they don't feel like they're similar markets and like it's not like smaller clubs signing up to like bigger leagues in France that like pipeline players in or anything. Like it doesn't make entire sense. But I do understand there has been history that when the Wild Knights their stadium like the first game they played in their stadium was actually against the Queensland Reds like a little demo game okay so there is a history there between them yeah I mean it's it's not brand new I think like the Rebels have one with um, a team that Guinea and Cooper went to play for I know they already have a partnership so Uh, it's uh, I think it's like a thing that Australian teams see as maybe an avenue. I don't know if they get any like financial compensation or if it's what exactly it involves, but yeah. They're not actually eligible to play for their national team if they're playing for this foreign club. So it is a bit strange. Yeah. They're encouraging it. Um, you know. uh, yeah, maybe but, the Reds are just going from their own, sorting it out and it's not actually like necessarily sanctioned by yeah so yeah, i mean even with like hooper hooper's going to play for like six months or something i don't or maybe a year and then yeah. coming okay. back it's about something that, yeah. which kind of makes okay so wait i'm sense. picking out a few more details apparently robbie deans is up is coach is up there coaching uh yeah he's gonna coach for just his player coach i can't see i can't tell the difference he's gonna be there at that team and so apparently him and Thorne obviously played together for quite a while uh, for the Crusaders 
and also so Saitama Prefecture, where they where the Wild Knights play out of, is also a sister state relationship with Queensland. So it's like a little diplomatic thing as well. Then they all some ties. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, and uh, sorry, I picked up these news newspaper these news articles before you said you joined so I, was, so I put out a japan block f- just for phil so i've got another one here <laughs> so hot off the back of the world cup draw where england and japan were obviously drawn to be in the same pool uh the rfu had to sign off on eddie jones's holiday job which is he is a coaching consultant for Suntory sun Goliaths, and he's been and he's had that job for apparently the last 20 years he sort of does it in his downtime when he's coaching for England or wherever. So RFU had a look into it and they're like, okay, there's no, there's n- doesn't appear to be any conflict of interest right now, especially with these English priorities. I feel like there would be conflict of interest there. Well, I mean, maybe it's an advantage. You can teach them thingies, just teach them really bad. Yeah, because I mean, Sunglass is, as far as I'm aware, the more it's not quite the crusaders of of japan no, like no, it's a little bit more not. competitive but they are definitely one yeah, of the form teams like they yeah, generally sure. win it quite regularly it's not like a, a dominant force like the saders but yeah it does that... seem like japan's league is, fair, is, a, is a lot more fluid though you know you don't you know, yeah is always up there but then don't they don't have a crusader like dominance yeah. yeah yeah and they don't just have all the like best players it's very that's mixed. yeah scott played then isn't that the one where who's going someone's going there now actually mm. i think they have like uh barrett ghetto those guys ghetto still playing of course he is he's the man ghetto from... loves it in japan yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can play forever there, he's been playing since, i mean he was a 2003 world cup mm. is he going to be the last um impact player from rugby eight still playing <laughs> Are there any others? I'm trying to think. There must be like someone in like a schoolboy league or and something. Franz Day, no, no. Oh, he was only in the re in the reboot. Was yeah, he? no, yeah, he wasn't an original. It was like Percy and Havana. They, yeah, they, they just gave him. They just took Percy's stats and gave it to. <laughs> um, gave it to um, Stain. I remember that actually. That was quite funny. Yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, there's that. So good on Jones, and hopefully he will sabotage, or somehow he just accidentally, like subconsciously, teaches the chap, the Centauri players like the English tactics and so forth, and they just crash them in the pool stage by accident, <laughs> which I think is the, the the ultimate result that we all want out of this. I mean, it, it really is like prophetic. Like Japan have to beat England. Because yeah, like, Got, who was it? It was who was before us. There was someone before us. Because there was that meme with the uh, Grim Reaper was on, like with the bloody doors. Going. Yeah, but it was after, right? Because they beat Japan, uh, Scotland and Ireland. Oh yes, yeah, oh, Scotland and Ireland in the same World Cup. Yeah, so it was like us. Uh, wasn't it? I, th- I thought there was a win, or were we their first ever World Cup win as well? I'm not sure. <laughs> we were their first ever World Cup win, first ever time they played us. Uh, it was just. Christ. Unfortunate uh, shit show of many proportions. Yeah. Um. Actually, speaking of that shit show in many proportions, some would say the man who led that shit show of, 
of epic proportions is uh, Gorumaru, you know, the man with the taped up oh, finger, yes. fingertips. So, yeah, I the news about him. Yeah, so he's now announced that he's playing his final domestic season and he's going to be retiring at the ripe old age of 34. Kito must be looking at him thinking, what a youngster. Yeah. Yeah, kid. Child, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, he's the guy who they put up a statue of him in, in Tokyo. It's, it's I mean, weird. He, like he, he launched a long career of that. Yeah. Wonderful. Like he he became like the poster boy, but I to be honest, I, I never thought he was particularly good. Yeah. Like just, their, a lot of their current players, I think, would be are better than him. I think he just happened to be. Yeah, I think it was just the player that the managed that to pip us. Yeah. yeah. And he was good at kicking and had like a distinctive style. Yeah, and, and he, I mean, he, you know, he had to sink the clutch conversion to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. And those taped up fingertips. I don't think anyone else rocks those as well as he does. <laughs> yeah, apparently he had yeah. flopped stints at both Queens and Reds and the t- and Toulon. Yeah, you remember we got signed for some massive deal after a couple of Yeah, long. Toulon snapped him up for a fucking fortune. But yeah, I remember him actually playing on Oz as well, and yeah, also did nothing. Hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things, marquee kind of second division team player that like seems to shine yeah 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 no anyway um yeah so that's it for the lighter news there is some more news in that exeter just can't see exeter's props seem to have issues with lockdown and various reasons and i I saw one tweeting today let me see before i start speculating wildly and we get sued by exeter but it's okay. They can't. They, they can't really say much. Really, we could just. Yeah, exactly. We'll they lost all their high ground. They lost the high ground by sticking so hard to the fucking Chiefs, as a name. Um. I know one was tweeting something. I can't find it now. One was tweeting something about, don't believe or whatever, and I think it was vaccine yeah. related. One of the. And there's another one I want to find. He tweeted a long thing as as a, I'm gonna find it because it's actually quite a chuckle I did read it yeah got it as someone it's one of uh, this is from Exeter prop Alec Hepburn sucks that it's a prop I always thought we were more level headed Jesus Christ it's like four paragraphs anyway as someone who plays sport for a living I feel my opinion is no better or worst worst sorry so you can't type for shit then the, then those of any other walks of life I voice my opinion privately to friends and family but often choose not to publicly I feel strongly on the issue regarding tonight's announcement and the policies implemented throughout 2020. Speaking as a citizen of the UK, I feel these orders by decree placing unjustified duress on many is tantamount to abuse abuse on the British public. So, so far it just sounds like, um, guys, those those anti-lockdown songs that was by, fuck, what was that singer? I can't remember. There's another old singer also singing about anti-lockdown shit in the UK. Oh, it's not the difference. Huh? the kiffness no not the kiffness there's another like it's a, someone like who's got fucking millions like they sh- don't need to be singing about how, how much lockdown's impacting them because it really hasn't uh. <laughs> yeah it yeah. just seems like uh, now that uh, Saracens have dropped down a division extra trying to pick up the mantle and be like yeah you know we the local <laughs> should we want to be the most hated team yeah oh I'm um, speaking yeah. Speaking of Saracens, I think RFU announced that the championship 
the championship uh, division is playing a shortened season so <laughs> the Saracens players are playing a few games and Saracens is trying their are trying their best not is are trying their best to organize like a mini little tournament that they can at least keep their players fit during and keep them sharp let's see if I can find some of the details for that Saracen setups yeah separate competition a separate cup competition in bids to keep sharp is it I mean fuck I wonder if they, they surely can't be keeping their wages down if they have enough to try and pay other people to come play games with them and they still have quite a few of their star players I mean a few have gone on loan and that sort of thing but you know so yeah according to this it means that so, so according to the season as it stands Farrell Itoji Jamie George those guys are unlikely to play any league rugby until late in March but they are allowed to arrange pre-season friendlies at least so I mean like Jones must be stressing because he's sort of core of his fucking squad for the Lions and is probably not playing rugby until March yeah they just have nothing on it's yeah. bizarre I mean, that's not too different to us to be fair no, maybe but, it's a yeah. one level that we needed yeah but we're gonna be it's gonna be interesting because we're gonna at least be able to like in good faith organize friendlies it's kind of like when saracens are organizing friendlies now it's like who are they organizing against because everyone else is playing in their own tournaments and leagues like they have to pull in like foreign guys to come play for them like foreign teams gonna, this is a, a, a george is finally going to play some games oh, george is going to george is going to play saracens yes well, I remember, I don't know if the Saracens will even call on Georgians, because I mean, the Georgians had to get a hold of the Kings for fucking warm up games for the World Cup, don't forget. It's hard out there. Yeah, no. But yeah, um, but yeah, speaking of that shortened season, uh, let's move on to, as Phil pointed out today, the Curry Cup has had to juggle some dates around to try, because apparently the Bulls just cannot keep safe maybe that's where Adam is he's actually under quarantine right now and he's just been bluffing that he can't parent and he's also just sort of <laughs> staying at home too to not not expose everyone to COVID so yeah the because it's quite quite annoying because one of the Boxing Day games we were looking forward to has been thrown off into the new year and when was the other one and then yeah, the, uh, the one the one yeah the just other one back the other one, yeah, moved back as well to the one that was supposed to happen on the 8th has now been pushed to the 10th, yeah. But this has led, this news is, I think has important ramifications in that it has led our Mzanzi Curry Cup League to decide to call it quits for the season after I think half the league fucking forgot to do trades this weekend. And yeah, Christmas time is yeah so, um, yeah so i think it's our fourth it's our fourth league it's our fourth league on the trot actually so and we managed, goodness yeah. folded. so yeah. what what yeah, <laughs> yeah and so. ant led the way at the bottom so yeah and, and a couple of videos and i mean i, mean, I almost did the free the, the anti-fill three peat of yeah i think uh, yeah i think and and so almost the adam of of salary league at this point <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's been tough though. I just, uh, I yeah. mean, even the interest in some of the game 
systems which we'll get to just now it's uh it's, it's not, not as easy at yeah. this time no it's not it's they're slightly better like i understand now why rugby is generally not played in summer in SA, just because there are so many better things to be doing right now than sitting on the couch Yep. Um, let's say, let's say. You know, unfortunately, I just haven't spent time watching. Yeah, like it, so why is it like a? Because it's at like such a. I feel like it's such it's an. On a Saturday, when there's stuff happening, like. Yeah, it's like such an inopportune time, like especially like the afternoon game. It's fucked. I, I've never seen. I haven't seen an afternoon like the Saturday afternoon game of Super Rugby live yet. But yeah, let's start with the Friday game, and that's. The big cat derby of the Pumas versus the Cheetahs. So Cheetahs ultimately clawing out a win against the Pumas, beating them 35-31 with the Pumas at home at Mbabela Stadium. Yeah. Um, so I mean, from from the scoreline, you would think, oh wow, okay, lots of tries, exciting game. Yeah, but a thriller. To, to be honest, it really wasn't like that either. There were, I think, the majority of the tries were malls. No offense to malls, but they weren't particularly exciting. And yeah. I mean, I just had a, I had a quick look at the stats. Like the uh, Luther Obi ran, got the most meters run in the game. He only got 28, and he didn't make, make any clean breaks or any defenders beaten. So no one was just running the ball. They were just, I don't, yeah, they were just going. a very unenterprising game. So, I mean, My yeah. dad's problem from the game was just how massive Obi is. He could, that was the kind of the only thing that he took away. It was just called <laughs> Obi is an absolute tank. Which he is. Yeah. He's a, not a small person. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I think, Matt, you posted that photo of him. This is like... Folded arms. Just, he's a, yeah. he's Puma's profile picture. Fuck, he's a duck. He's duck for a wing. And he's Yeah, because obviously he's got some pace. So. Yeah, it's terrifying. Because yeah. it's, it's also not like... It's not... It's like a built, built size as well. Like it's clearly like engineered. It's not like Lomu or whatever that was just physically enormous by like genetics. Like Obi's worked yeah. at what he's got. Yeah. I'm just looking here. Because that's the advantage of you know coaching with someone that's formerly the biggest person in the world. Yeah. <laughs> no fair. Like I think that's what yeah I think that's what I said when we when I posted the picture. He clearly he clearly like hangs out in, in Stonehouse's garage lifting weights with him. Um, I'm looking at as well tackles in that uh, 64 to 98. This is obviously rugby passes stats, so take it with a big pinch of salt. And missed tackles as well, only 10 and 13 out of all of those, which is I feel, yeah, I suppose, not I as. I think yeah, there, there was there just wasn't that much going on to be honest. I mean. I've got here that total meters run is like 150 to 160. Sometimes, you know, like Will Jordan on his own gets the, the, yeah. those numbers. So. You mean sometimes? Generally. Time. Just in, in, in injury time only, he makes like a 100 meter run. Yeah. Uh, see, so penalties conceded 13 to 12. So, yeah. yeah. Sloppy knocks in that, I suppose. Well, the one the one thing that stands out for me is lineouts. There were 18, uh, Pumas had 18 and uh, Cheetahs had 20. That's quite a lot, and there was there was so much kicking. A lot of kicking for touches. Yeah, so that's well, pretty much what dominated this game, I think. I think we should also point out, as Ant said, 
Speaking of kicking for touch, though, um, Franz Stein cannot just kick slightly for touch, like into the front row. I think he hoofed everything into like the fucking top stand. So and then someone has to. Go, you're not getting the ball back from the crowd because obviously there's no crowd there, so someone's got to go fetch. Yeah, it's like some some person. They obviously must have like runners just placed like all over the stands to like go get the ball quick, quickly. Besides, because they do have obviously balls on the sideline, but. Someone needs to go fetch that one. He's just hoofed. Yeah. yeah fuck. So, yeah. Uh, overall, yeah, which is sad because I do like watching the Pumas play because they give me hope. But, yeah, this wasn't mm. the mo- this wasn't their best. Although, I feel like Curry Cup hasn't been their best showing as well, actually. Yeah. They have this one move which they keep repeating. They did it once in this game where they're, like, just outside their 22. So, you know, the other team's expecting them to play relatively defensively and they always go for that like midfield chip kick and it did work again but I think they get it and then they so the skills after that just let them they down they don't know so what to like, do once they've done it they're yeah. so surprised with like, themselves and they have like it over, it's like three on two or something and then they throw the wrong pass and, but it's like it looks like it's going to be awesome and then it just falls apart yeah oh, shame it sucks for them it really does hopefully yeah. next week they, yeah, they're playing next week, eh? They are. I think. I yeah, I mean, it's a function of the type of team you expect them to be. You know, they just don't have that like higher-level gamesmanship, you'd hope. Yeah, I see yeah. Johan de Toy and someone else is from the teachers. Cheetah. Cheetahs are both set to be going north as well very soon. Okay. I, yeah, I remember reading also they have like uh, most of the players and have something in their contracts which says like if they got kicked out of the pro 14, then they'd be allowed to, you know, break their contracts. So yeah, that sucks for them as yeah well. it does suck. Yeah, like you expect it, but yeah, it sucks for us now sitting here at the domestic league. Like, okay, cool, we get to see these guys. And then they all just go to Europe now because Europe knows what they look like. Because mm. Europe loves a and familiar face. Yeah, and, but it's not even like some like I think you said Jacques Dutoy. It's not he's like their sort of second or third choice soccer, and he's not he hasn't really set anything on fire. So yeah. they're really scraping the barrel now too. They're not just going for like the standout players. Oh no! Well, they've taken all of them. I mean, <laughs> it just shows how many players there are. There how many clubs there are overseas, I suppose. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, if true. you look what's left, I mean, Blomik is. I don't. Th- I think he's poisoned in Europe at the moment, so I don't think he'll go necessarily, because he had a bit of a shit season, if I remember correctly. I'm just looking. Andre Rudolf, I doubt will go, because he's just been perennially shifted around. He's most probably on loan to them anyway, because like this is like. His third club he's played for this year in SA. It's the Cheetahs. Yeah. I think you're right. I think he might still be technically owned by the Bulls at this rate. Howard Minisi is definitely not going overseas. I think the only one really going overseas is Franz Stein if he wants to go back for whatever reason. Yeah, it's really sad how the squad has been gutted. I mean, even compared to the team that won the Curry Cup at the end of last year. Yeah. Um... Even that team, somehow, it seems like it's changed completely. So that was, I mean, as a Curry Cup team, you'd think, okay, those that's a team you can build on. But they've somehow they've lost all of those players too. So yeah, feels, it was, it's really sad. I mean, that the team that they were meant to start the season with now was super exciting with, um, you know, Pinar and 
Day and stuff, you like you felt that they could actually build something out of that. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And then unlucky injuries, and then just Europe becoming interested in them. Yeah, I mean, and, I think because yeah. Stain was playing playoff in this game because Guman is going to Bath, I think they said. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nightmare. Um, anyway, speaking of being a nightmare, uh, people in Durban generally suffering from night terrors as the Lions managed to triumphantly top the Curry Cup log by beating the Sharks this weekend, 27-12. So, and who's... The Bulls? I thought I saw someone said that the Lions... Are, I don't know, I'll check the log now, but... I saw oh, it. no, yeah. Bulls are definitely top. Bulls are definitely top. I think Lions are heading tending then second, is probably. I saw someone saying something about Lions climbing... Towards, it's probably towards the top. I didn't see the word towards. <laughs> yeah, those are still at the top, but the lines aren't far off. Mm. But the, I think the Storm, well, Western Province and Sharks both have a game in hand over the Lions. So yeah, it's Sharks had it would have been quite a. It would have opened um, up the table, I'm sure, or closed it. Been a lot yeah. of fights between the Bulls um, and the Sharks, but now you know, they managed to get a. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and you, you talked about last game being interesting and lots of tries, Phil. I mean, this one has... <laughs> you can two count, tries. You can count this, this try on the two middle fingers, I'm showing it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, this, it, was, it wasn't a good game to watch. The Lions just sort of bullied the Sharks. The forwards were dominant, and they just used, used that to sort of, you know, make themselves, push themselves around the field. Um... But it was close until until like that last try. Sharks were still within touching distance. But um, yeah. yeah, guys like Albert and especially in the scrum, the scrum like Lions were just smashing the Sharks in the scrum. Yeah, which sucks because they've got my boy Ox in chair there. Yeah. yeah, I think to be fair, I think with without Thomas Detoy, they don't have much in terms of uh, tight hits. Yeah, true. Sharks don't have enough grunts. I mean, that's what we were saying. It's super rugby, probably mm. the that was going to be their weakness and somehow they managed to kind of make it work and it was really impressive that they were fronting up but yeah, yeah obviously they just haven't found that same kind of balance but I, I don't know what happened to some of their players because they didn't have like Finn Hearden or um, Hiron Andrews in this game uh, obviously mm. Thomas Detoy got injured too so it just seems like a few of their players just dropped out I don't know what happened there Maybe the surf was good and confirm. <laughs> I mean, in Cape Town it's been cooking, but I don't know if that's. Yeah. No, I think we've had. But um. Yeah. What's his name looked good, even though they lost. Um, and Corsi, he's been like. Um, he's been really good. He's yeah. had a beautiful start. He's, yeah. He's been then, really good. But then um, Am Lebok, uh, Nohamba, these guys, they've all been quite poor, I think. Yeah, especially Am, like. I've, uh, yeah, yeah like I mean, from the height of from the height of one of the best players in the final to you know struggling in Curry Cup. It's yeah, like to be like, and the worst part is I'm still most probably shooing for the box just because our centers are not that great across the board. So at least he's got the experience yeah, wow. to stay there. Yeah, but, I mean uh, he's, he's there is one outside center that's playing the quite guy well. Who he's playing against today? I mean on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> fair. But I mean, he's had one good game this of uh, this Curry Cup so far. 
been, he's been abysmal for the first three rounds. And even even in this game, I mean, he that try was awesome, but I think it's part of the way the Lions have shifted. They've shifted into like a very sort of um, conservative that style, so they. Their defense has improved a lot. Like I think they said, the they've had the best defense in the competition so far. But they're not creating much. So like that was Similani's only, like it was one of two times where he actually ran the ball pretty much, just because he's not getting that much opportunity. Whereas they used to pretty much try and run everything. So now it's like a lot more calculated, and that means just less opportunity. I think. Yeah, no fair. It's yeah, shame. It's a pity though, because yeah, he was so electric, and I mean. I think how many, how many of us actually sunk like a quarter of our I fucking think, budget on him? And I'm just like, I think, I think everyone did. And we just couldn't like no one's managed to up offload him either because there's just been such such a scramble to try and like plug other holes in your squad, and he just keeps starting yeah. as well. So you can't be like you want to get rid of that fucking cost that sunken cost, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, he barely made up for it this week even. Like the yeah, one run. because that because that's like the only thing he did. I mean, in that run, he probably got like a line break to defenders beaten, a try assist, but that's like all he did the whole game. Yeah. Let's see. Live scores. Because they'll still be up. Similani, 22. I mean, William Smallsmith scored 16 points for me. <laughs> yeah, he scored a try. Um, oh yeah, true, he did. Yeah, it was pretty much just getting the ball on the wing and putting it down. Yeah. Shit, fucking Yao Penke has had a shit season for me. Yeah, he's he's also just like I, I don't know if just, he's just been struggling to like find his place in the Sharks, maybe. Yeah. The Sharks, because because I mean I think and maybe you said when Lebok did that thing the other time against the Bulls, you're like that's the first time he's done something good the whole season. So like he's been playing almost every single match at fullback, but yeah. he hasn't been impressing either. Yeah, not true. Anyway, yeah. Just, yeah. Sharks are, haven't looked great. I mean, they started the year so well, and it's like, what if, you know, what yeah. if COVID didn't happen? What would have happened? Yeah, fuck, if that kept that momentum, we'd be, we'd, we'd be hearing a jubilant ant, I think, on the other end of this call right now. He'd still be cocky about it. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, fortunately, as a Sharks, were you fairly used to mediocrity? <laughs> no, fair enough. Um, like... I'm not too down. I'm not getting too upset about it. It is just frustrating, though, because, it, you know, the Sharks could have been... I mean, they were playing really nice rugby. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's frustrating that, like, it's kind of fallen apart. But again, that's kind of the um, shark yeah. cycle. It's like, look good for half a season or look good for a curry cup. And it, you always kind of think they may be building towards something and then it just never really does. Yeah. And it's tough now also because players, you know, they sort of go so quickly so you know they had someone like Esther Hayes and they, then they have to replace him even though he is playing well just because so many players go overseas now that's like always rebuilding yeah I mean that's the South African model in general but yeah, it's yeah. just where we're at um, which yeah. again I mean yeah, you can't really help them but it's it's sad yeah so Sharks, cheetahs, somehow same facing similar problems. Um, I think on this down down note, it's time to say goodbye. And I think 
I'm going to call it and say that we must probably be taking a break next week at least and maybe the week after but so we'll definitely not see you guys for just after Christmas but we'll decide if we're going to see you just after the new year or <laughs> do do an episode I thought you were going to do a but you're gonna do a solo show, man. Solo. Just do a solo, solo three-hour episode, just ranting about <laughs> the state, the state of props and head injuries. Yeah. During in the new year on, on the twenty on the twenty-eighth or something. It might challenge that World Cup episode for views. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah. Um. Anyway, so I'd like to thank Santa's little helpers, Ant and Phil, for joining me. Thank you, Father Christmas. It's a pleasure. I have trimmed my beard. I've lost like a, I've locked, I've lost like a foot of beard. I trimmed it the other day. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, and yeah, as well. Sorry, I, I think I cut you off. Thanks for joining as well. Oh, no problem. Yeah, and um, everyone else. Fun and hosting. Yeah, and everyone else. Thank you for listening and have a good Christmas, I guess. Um, if you do travel, do it safely, and yeah, let's try not to get everyone sick before the Lions tour. Cheers.